The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. G'day everyone and welcome to the Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast coming to you live on Port Fan Radio. I'm your host as always, Macca 19, and joining us is the lovely Porsche. How you going? Macca, hey, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I didn't see the game of the round, uh, which is obviously the under-18s match that you went to. Oh. But other than, other than that, pretty oh. good. I was about to do something about the under-18s, but that's all right. We'll save it for the love and hate, because that uh, that's part of that. But uh, yeah, it was good fun. It was great uh, going and watching Excellent. that. And they played pretty well, the South Australians, so yeah, it was a good win. I feel like I've already ruined the podcast for you. No, that's fine. <laughs> <sighs> that's all right. <laughs> Well, look, let's, uh, let's go straight into it and do our love and hate. Um, sure, sure. One thing we loved and hated about uh, Port Adelaide on the weekend. Um, what is your love this week? Uh, Sammy Pal Pepper was pretty decent, wasn't he? Mm. Really? I, I thought that was all right. Pretty encouraging. Um, yeah, good to see you can, you can do that um, and be a bit explosive. That, that's nice. Yeah, that goal he kicked in the third quarter from about 75 metres. That was a ripper. Oh, and, and even the one before that in the second quarter where he just sort mm-hmm. of uh, picked it up, snap. had one half step and uh, threw it on the boot and went through. Like, you know, It might have been a little bit of ass, but also takes a fair bit of skill to know where the goals are and to uh, to hit that target. And uh, good players do that. And uh, Sammy P, he's a good player. Well, I mean, it made him that, that goal that you're talking about there, um, that made him the real... Dif- the polar opposite of Jarman Impey after his first quarter, giving those two weird sideways passes when he should have taken a shot. Yes. Um, yes. I don't know. Anyway, so let's, 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 get, let's say that for hates. What, what's your love? <laughs> <laughs> Look, my love, I'm going to claim it as a port love because it was a curtain raiser, but uh, as you know, I went to the SA versus Allies under-18s game and uh, yeah. loved the game of Jack Lukosius. Um, oh, okay. As a key forward, he has got everything. And uh, he's still only 16 years old. Um, oh, that's good. And, which is He's not eligible until next year's draft. And he smacked good. a player who was widely touted as a number one pick earlier this year in uh, Jared Brander, um, who was also best on ground last week for the Allies as well at centre-half back. So uh, that shows just how good he was. Um, yeah, he's a really good height at 194. He'll probably grow another couple of centimetres, you'd think. He's got great yeah. reach, really quick off the mark, great contested mark, and uh, and such a lovely kick for goal as well. And I've got no doubt he'll go number one next year. I'll, I'll lock that in now. And um, I'm also going to say I reckon he'll be the best key forward in the game by the time he's 22. Holy shit. What state's he from? SA. No, surely not. Yep. Yeah, this is the best South Australian key forward since... Tread rate, okay. probably, or Schultz. Wow! Holy shit. Mm. We don't we don't we don't uh, produce many, and uh, usually they sort of uh, usually they don't make it. But uh, this kid's going to be a, a fair bit different, I think. I he's think it's got, probably the, he's got, got something the, special. If you're a key position forward and you've managed to navigate the SNFL under, underage systems and still make yourself an AFL player, like you must have something going for you. Then you're pretty bloody <laughs> talented, I think. <laughs> In before he goes the way of Matthew Panos or something and uh, doesn't get drafted at all, but uh, well, nah, I mean, look, if he he's, stops he's going, that might happen. But yeah, yeah. oh, excellent! Well, that's fantastic news. That's good, it. He good. had and 
he had 15 mar- uh, not 15 marks he had 15 touches 8 marks um, a good sort of 4 or 5 of them contested and uh, kicked 3 goals as well and was doing everything from sort of leading up across half forward to, uh, to really dropping back and, and taking some good grabs uh, closer to goal as well excellent and, um, I mean, maybe 2018 is the tank draft because, I mean, I think there's another Atlee coming through as well that year. So, uh, Oh, let's get another goes. one. Yeah, why not? Let's do why it. not? I think, this one's a, I think this one's a key position defender from memory. So. That's it. But, yeah. no, it was good. Um, yeah, quite a few <laughs> other players. Uh, SA dominated the second half. It was only one point difference at halftime. But, um, yeah, some pretty decent players throughout uh, the game. Allies were a bit disappointing, really. Um a couple of wow. their sort of bigger name players really didn't deliver on the day, um, which is probably a bit disappointing for them. Probably not though, because um, like we talked, I suppose, in the off season about how you know it seems like father sons at established clubs maybe don't put as much effort in in the, in the year they're getting drafted as others do because it makes them cheaper to get anyway, and they're kind of guaranteed a spot. And the allies, Tim, I mean, that's pretty much all academy players now, isn't it? So. Um, yeah, it was probably about sixty percent academy players. I think sixty, sixty-five percent. So well, like Connor Ballenden had a really dirty day. He he didn't do much at all. Um, Nicholas Shipley, they had him as best on ground for the Allies. He had twenty-two touches, but only two kicks. Um, I really yeah. didn't notice much that he did at all, to be honest. Um, and he's probably the Giants' best uh, prospect this year. Okay. Um, yeah, Jack Powell was another one who. Probably under-delivered on the day. Uh, James Bell had some uh, decent runs. He's a, a Swans Academy kid. Lightning quick. Probably the quickest player in the draft. Um, but yeah, he, he's still got a fair bit of work to do as well. Yeah, I mean, I guess... I don't know. Like we usually... Yeah, yeah, okay. But I guess we won't know a lot until you know um, we get closer to the end of the series. And um, I suppose a few of them will probably be named in the All-Stars uh, game uh, at the end of the year as well. So um, yeah. That's probably where we'll see the best of the allies. Yeah, probably. Probably. Um, what was your hate this week? I have to pick just one. Um, I don't know. Right, right now, my hate is probably just that German MP1 I mentioned because it just says exactly what we know, which is that he's not a small forward. Like, we just had a whole big discussion about how German MP can't snap a goal. And, you know, he, mm. he proved that exact problem in the first quarter. Um, that he's not a key. he's not a forward. He should be if he's not running down the wings, he's not doing as much as he could be. Yeah, fair enough. Mm. Fair enough. Uh, I don't know. He's a frustrating player at the moment, Jars. Like he can do some some really good things, but like the consistency's not there at all. And you know, it's his fourth year. I, I was expecting him to be a lot better than what he is at the moment. Um, maybe that sounds a little bit harsh, but uh, I don't know. I've got high hopes for him. But, um, yeah, he's still got a long way to go. I think that if we played German Impey in the role that we're trying to put Jake Need in, I think he could be an excellent player. Hmm. I think that what he has going for him is he's got huge pace, which, yes, you can use huge pace to run away, but you can also use huge pace to catch someone or bump them. Um, And he's got the physicality to do that. He's got the strength to do that. If he was doing that accountable in the forward line role that Need does and he actually was able to keep it up for a whole game. Like He could be exceedingly useful for us because then he can still take a mark and kick a straight goal. Just don't want to rely on him for snap. That's all. Yep. Nah, that's fair enough. Uh, my hate's probably more an annoyance rather than a hate, but um, mm. how's the former Darren Burgess, eh? Leaving us high and dry <laughs> twice. Um, 
you know, after all the talk when he came back about unfinished business and how he felt bad about how he left last time and all that sort of stuff, he, he goes and does the same thing. And Yes, it's a wonderful opportunity at Arsenal and he's probably going to be paid three times as much money to do all that. But, you know, if you've got a contract, you know, Look, I <laughs> last yeah. time I last time when it happened a decade ago, I was livid with good reason because I said that it was going to you know you did it in the preseason it was going to fuck up our twenty eight sorry our two thousand two thousand and eight which it exactly did, yeah. but this time there's a actually a head start you know we get to know okay we've got him for this year and if we're in the finals we've got him for those as well and we've got him here for the preparation handover period, um you know we actually do have an opportunity to not hire just whoever's hanging around Collingwood sitting on the bench eating a pie you know we can actually. Yeah or a recruitment process. So this time around, I'm a lot better with it, but he just he, he really screwed us last time. But you'd also say, Burgess going, is that the first crack? Because he's got a pretty good sense of when it's not worth being somewhere anymore, doesn't he? Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah, you, you might be right there. Um, but then, mind you, he's probably a large part of that as well, to be honest. Well, he might be. Let's not overlook the fact that... doesn't um, change the situation. He's been the highest paid, by far the highest paid fitness guy in the country. <laughs> and mm. uh, we've looked, you know, probably worth that for about nine weeks of 2014 and that's about it. You know, we he pretty much cooked the players through 15 and 16, misread completely the change in interchange rules and decides to leave halfway through this season. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, don't, I think he's underwhelmed and hasn't really delivered, to be honest, but... Um, onwards and upwards. The interchange decisions and things like that, they come down to the coaching department because the fitness guys know that they're fitness guys. He wouldn't be making the call on how to train them for that. He'd be saying, he'd be taking direction from the coaches. He'd say, well, we, I, 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 well, I disagree with you. So there we are. What are we going to do? <laughs> That's it. Thanks for joining in, everyone. And uh, we'll speak to you next week. <laughs> No, but seriously, like the, the um, as far as the tactical decisions, like the fitness guys will do what they can and they'll try and make it fit with what the coach wants. But if the coach wants the wrong thing, then it's going to be wrong. Um, I don't know. Well, I don't agree with that at all. But yeah. Well, I mean, that's how that. I, I'm pretty sure that's how it's done because we had I listened to that yeah, interview with the, the guy under him last year talking about you know we have our stats and they're for guidance, but ultimately, you know, the, the idea on like, I want the players a bit more like this, that, the other, it comes from ultimately from coaching direction and mm. then they try and fit in with that. Mm. So, you know. Mm. Mm. Sometimes right. you make bad calls, Maker, and that's not one of the ones I'm having a crack at Ken Hinckley for, by the way, I'll say. Oh, well, that's a bonus. We didn't, we didn't, no one could be entirely certain what the interchange rule was going to do. We suspected it was going to take it back a few years. In terms of how players were used, and maybe you know, you could actually not have to be the fittest team in the world anymore, or because you'd have a less bench use, and therefore every player is a bit more tired than they were if you were sort of priming them to come on and off in every 10 seconds. But um, yeah, mm. should we throw the house at Andrew Russell getting back from Hawthorne? Well, if, if we're going to throw the house at anyone, it might as well be Alistair Clarkson. Okay. Yeah, yeah, really, that's it. Everything okay. else will fall into place from there. Yeah. Because, I mean, you can have a good fitness guy, but, I mean, again, this is probably our point of difference because if, if you've got a good fitness guy and you've got a coach making the wrong decisions, then that's not going to do anything, you know? Mm. So. But he's been at uh, premierships at three different clubs, including ours. Yeah, he's, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. 
It'll be he interesting knows to stuff. see what happens. He knows his stuff, but mm. what I, the reason I still got Clarkson on the top of my wish list is because I remember when he started at Hawthorne and he put all of the all of the old Hawthorne legends' noses out of joint because he had his way. He wanted to do things, and you know they were pretty. They didn't, they not, did not have the nicest, most pleasant list management during his making that team, um, which is complete contrast to what we did with Ken and with Matty Primus. Or well, Matty Primus did a bit later on. Mm. The kind of was his downfall, but you know just the the fact that he would come in. He would he would come in with his own system. Uh, he would not pretend that the last six, seven, eight, nine, ten years haven't happened. Yeah. Uh, and you go from there. Mm. That that would that's the only reason I would say that. Fair enough. Let's uh, get on to some questions. Um, first one's from us against the rest. Uh, do you think Frampton or Adams needs to come in as our second yep. ruck option and rotate with Ryder up forward and ruck? As <laughs> I fear, if an injury occurred to Ryder, we don't have a genuine ruckman uh, ruckman to fill in. I gave my answer, yep. Yep. Let's yep. move on. Yep. Yeah. Even though Lobie will come in first, but uh, yeah, we'll leave that. But he's, he's um, 100% right, yeah. Yeah, he is, yeah. Absolutely, Frampton needs to come in. He played at centre-half back on the weekend, so there you go. There you go. How's that for your development? Uh, right. Christoph has asked, uh, how much longer before we can agree the Jackson Trengove experiment hasn't worked? I feel like we already agreed on that, so... I felt like we agreed on that a few weeks ago, I think, but... Yeah, I mean, I think I think we silently agreed on it a few weeks ago. And I think we verbally agreed on it like a week and a bit ago. Yeah, it, it hasn't really worked. Um, he's much better. At, like he's one of the better defenders in the league in terms of his efficiency at what he does. He's wonderful, and he rarely gets beaten. And we've tried to sort of shoehorn him into a role which just doesn't suit. Um, let's just throw him back down back. I reckon. Yeah, well, the thing is, okay, what's happened is he's... he's too good forward. not to play. Like, There's two options. Agreed. You either put him down back or you play him in the SANFL. He's far too good to be played in the SANFL. I reckon we just move him back down back. Well, I mean, I'm still on the drop homsh, um and move him down back. The main issue is that he hasn't had a presence up forward, but he did manage to outcome Jake Need a couple of times. So that was great. Yeah. That is good. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Christoph has also <laughs> asked, uh, Shiraz or Cab Sav? I don't really drink wine. Good answer. There you go. Yep. What about uh, you? Cab Sav for me. I'm a Cabernet man. All right. Kunawara is king. Good. Done. Uh, Andre, if the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result, then how far off is Ken from being committed for our overly small and ineffective forward line? Mate, we live in Trump era. You know, you can do the most insane things in the world and if you're in power, you're just going to stay there. So just deal with it. Mm. <laughs> that's, As we that's said, kind of it can always I'm, get shorter. Right now. It can always yes. get smaller. Don't worry absolutely. about that. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Needs Gravy is asked, was Stutter Rap by Morris Minor and Majors a musical masterpiece? Oh. I wouldn't say it was a musical masterpiece, but it was quite a fun joke song. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. Uh was the hit of my primary school. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> uh Bomber Clifford has asked, should we start calling Jake Need or Aaron Young the future so Ken will stop selecting them? No, because I think that the main thing that happened with the future is that yes, he wasn't guaranteed games, but also it artificially extended his career as a non game playing member of the team for a lot longer than it probably should have. So, swings and roundabouts on that one. Mm. 
Uh, Canadian Nemo has asked, are people realising that Amon's run, carry and disposal are being severely missed? I bloody hope they are by now. Oh, I really hope they Because <laughs> <laughs> we are definitely missing Carl. As much as oh. uh, some people don't like him, we are definitely missing his, uh, his skills inside 50, uh, his ability to kick goals, his run and carry, and um, his disposal. I mean, how much uh, travel are we in now that we've got Amon and Pollock out? I mean, that's... Holy shit! Like they—they're the closest. And this is going to be this is a huge over comparison. But like again, back in two thousand and one, we had Francis and Jew sort of at the floodbusters and you know long accurate kicks, and they were really good pathways going forward. Um, like that's what Pollock and Amon have been a low low key version of this year, and that they've been really important for us getting it down the field to a point where it doesn't just rebound straight back. Um, so to have both of them out, and who's coming in? I like Whoa. you know we've got, we've got options. We've got options to come in, but like the ones that you can flip we a coin, want... Porsche. You can flip a coin between Matthew White and Jimmy Tumpus. Which well, one do you choose? Look, even you can, even besides them, like I want to bring Jesse Palmer in, but there's no way he will match <coughs> Pollock or Amon for accuracy of disposal. Like it just won't happen. Yeah, like there's, there's. Well, if you're going to bring Palmer in, you'd, you'd play him up in. forward and you'd put Impey on a wing. Is what you do. Yeah, but his disposal's not good enough. I know. Like, I understand. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like even the ones that we would do if we were, we're screwed, people. For we're a day, screwed. We, we we don't have the accurate deliverers of kicks. Like we in the preseason, we might have said, "I'll oh, bring in Bonner," but we saw his delivery and his decision making in the preseason. And I, I, like I said last week, I don't think it's improved. It couldn't have improved in that short of time. So. We, we don't have the person that can do that unless, I don't know, is Jared, I think there was talk about Jared Leonard's kick being all right. <laughs> can we bring him in? I, I don't know. Um, I, don't know. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. The only two players that can hit a target inside 50 are out of the side. What's going to happen? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, I'm very scared. And um, we've got uh, Craig Jones on Spreaker Chat saying, please give us Drew. Um it's been quite busy. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so, look, I, it's tricky. I mean, it I could happen. Drew, I mean, that, this could maybe. be the chance that he gets. He can play on a wing. He can play that sort of outside yeah. running role. It's probably yeah. not what he's suited to most, but he can do it. Yeah, well, Russell Liebert started at full forward, so, you know. That's it. Uh, Canadian Nemo has also asked, has there ever been a better player than Robbie Gray who is as unreliable in front of goal? Mm. There was a time when we would have said that was Warren Treadway. <clears throat> yeah, maybe. I think Robbie's a step above Treaders in terms of his Richo? reliability. Richo. Oh, yeah, Richo's a good a good shout. Yeah. It's a key forward, but it's the closest I can think of. Or, he, he, or, would be, yeah. he would be more. Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah, he a better player Richo. than Robbie Gray? Debatable, but uh, he, he is definitely a key player in Richmond's side for a very, very long time. Great player. Yeah. And... Uh, Completely unreliable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For yeah, pretty much yeah. all his career. Yeah, like, that's as good a comparison as Boogie, I suppose. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Phil Reich has asked, uh, given what we've witnessed over the past fortnight, how confident are we about winning our next three games against Collingwood, Richmond and West Coast? Uh, Collingwood, I'm not confident in, but I'm going to go, so that's that. Um, Richmond, honestly, we should beat Richmond. But in their downfall, they are still winning the occasional game, and it might be that one. And West Coast, look, you'd really love to think that we'll 
have realised, you know, remembered and had really burned in the guts about how the timing of their win last time really hurt us. Uh, but the reality is, I mean, they'll probably win again. So Yeah. I think we'll beat Collingwood. I think there's a big chance we'll lose to Richmond. We seem to lose to Richmond every time they're decent. Mm. And this year they're decent. So, I don't know. Whenever they look like making the finals, we, we tend to uh, trip up against them, which is a bad sign. Um uh, and West Coast over there, tough one. Can't Maybe. see it happening. Can't see it happening. It's not. I, I'm fine. I find it hard to see it happening without Amon or Pollock. Hopefully, they're both back. But I would hope Amon's back by then. But yeah. he'd be borderline for that. Even hmm. Warfy eighteen seventy. Will there ever be a commercially viable camel cheese industry in Australia, or are camels too tall? I've never had camel cheese, so I wouldn't have the slightest idea, I'm afraid. No, neither have I. Had sheep's cheese is nice. Sheep's cheese are pretty good. Camel cheese, I don't know. That idea sort of scares me a little bit, to be honest. But I, I think it just probably wouldn't be... Like, I mean, sheep's cheese is already pretty... Uh, they don't produce a lot, so it's already pretty high um, energy usage and all that sort of thing. Mm. I don't think camels would produce a huge amount, so it would probably be worse. Yeah. I don't know. Is horse cheese a thing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> llama yeah. cheese. Llama cheese is probably a thing. Llama cheese. There you go. Llama cheese. Yeah. Why not? Mm. Right. Let's move on. Um... <laughs> it does ju- just those two words next to each other. It just sounds so wrong, doesn't it? Oh, it does. It certainly does. Um AFL2004 has asked, why does Hinkley always prove Porsche right and him- himself wrong? What? No, that... Well... I don't agree that that's the case. Um, I usually get the easy ones right, and the easy ones are the ones that everyone gets right. So, mm. yeah. Fair enough. Mm. And uh, Budget, or Buget, however you pronounce that uh, username, with uh, Burgess now leaving, does that mean SPP will keep his strength and not become a Kane Corns marathon running clone? I think he's probably someone that benefits from Burgess's style. I think he could get slowed down. Really? Hmm. Hmm. There you go. Well, I mean, not, I'm not saying next year or the year after, but I'm saying like in five years' time, he could become a slow player if he's not managed right. Yeah. He's just got to make sure he doesn't get too big. That's, That's it. Exactly if he ends it. up yeah. only wine size, he's going to lose that explosiveness. Yeah. Um, if he sort of... Sta- like, he can still... Um, improve his strength in his core and, and get a bit bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he doesn't need to be, yeah, the incredible Hulk to do what he does. No, I mean, I think the fact that he's already at a pretty good situation means that you don't want to change things too much from where he's at at the minute, I guess. Yeah, that's it. Right, let's get on to our review of uh, the great game <laughs> on Saturday. And uh, Port played Brisbane and cruised to a 40-point win, 18 goals, 13 to 12 goals, 9. Uh, Chad Wingard led the scorers with three goals, whilst uh, Robbie Gray, Power Pepper, Ryder, and Wines added two each. Uh, look, it was uh, a win to win, basically, and uh, wasn't pretty. Um, was rather boring in parts, but uh, never reached any great heights. But uh, a win to win. Um, Porsche, how did you find the match? Really dull. I did the dishes while I was watching, so um, yeah. That was. <laughs> 
Yeah, look, um, it kind of reminds me of the game that made Maddie promise the captain, except without the thrilling finish or the thrilling anything. Um, in the Ollie Wines, like he really stood up this game. I thought he was really excellent, and the, some of the yeah, touches well. he had were game, genuinely game-winning touches. So, um, yeah, no, I thought this, I think I think this was as much as any other is probably the game that you'd point to and say, yeah, captaincy material. Um, and especially given where our club is at right now. So yeah. from him, from that perspective, I think it was really good. I think that in the Ollie Wines Chronicle, it's definitely one you're probably worth keeping a note of. But apart from that, I didn't really enjoy much of it. And, of course, Jared Pollock injured himself, so that mm. just put a whole huge downer on the whole thing. Happy days. Um, yeah, look, that was probably Ollie Wines' best game for the year, just about, I reckon. I'd say uh, so, yeah. And it wasn't even... like He didn't do a lot of in-and-under stuff. He only had three clearances... Um, so it wasn't like he was, you know, getting down and dirty and, and dishing out the ball. He did most of his great stuff on the outside, and he kicked two good goals. Should have had three. He missed a pretty easy one in front of goal as well. Um, but yeah, that was that was by far his most accomplished game this year, and he's had some bloody good games so far this year as well. Yeah, look, he's had a really consistent season as well. I guess that's the the best thing. Like, has he had a really down game? I don't think he has. So um... he's he's had a couple. Um. But yeah, not he hasn't had a terrible game, but he's he's had a couple where his sort of colours have been lowered a little bit. Um, this probably puts him back into sort of AA contention a little bit, um, or at least sort of uh, keeps him around the mark. Yes, I agree. Mm. Let's talk about the three changes that came in, the three players that came in, and uh, the first one was Dan Houston, um, who came in for Jasper Piard. How did you see Dan's return to the side? Look, I mean, he just looked like he shouldn't have been dropped. Surprise, surprise. I thought he started a bit poor, but, you know, yeah. he was by, by half-time he was back in back up to speed. So, you know, yeah. what can you really expect? Yeah, it's, he had some poor moments in that first half, but he really did mm. sort of settle down after that and um, oh, he did. just sort of did what he had to do, really. Uh, did his job, used the ball well, as always, and, um, yeah, looked right at home, down back, and... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I I feel much more comfortable with our back line when he's in the side, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's just uses the ball pretty well, um, and he's got a good head. He's not Hamish Hartlett, so you know, um, yeah, he he should not be in it. He should not be out of the side unless he has a legitimate drop in form for more than one week at this point. Mm. That's right. Um, the next one was Aaron Young. Um, how did we see his return to the site? <laughs> exactly what we said in the preview about like what was the point of sending him back to the SNFL to get a billion touches because the AFL level is a different role and a different standard and he had another okay game. He got two goals, but apart from that, he didn't really do a lot. But how much can you do when you're playing mm-hmm. forward, you know? Yeah. So. He had two kicks. He kicked two goals. He's very efficient, Aaron. He's very <laughs> yeah. good. Um, but yeah, he didn't really do much at all, um, and I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure what that says about his game at the SANFL level, but uh, what that says about that standard. But I don't know. That's why I would have liked him to stay there for another couple of weeks because he really didn't probably deliver on the day, even though he did mm-hmm. kick two goals, which was nice. But uh, we need him to be doing a lot more. Well, I mean, maybe he'll get Jared Pollock's spot. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Probably not. I don't know. I don't think he's quick enough. 
Well, no, but that's not the question. <laughs> like, it, speed is a luxury almost. I kind of feel for that role because the, the quality of disposal is every time that's what's going to uh, ruin our chances more than him being fast or not. Yeah, well, I can't see Aaron Young being put in that role for his disposal either, to be honest, but um, I don't know. I don't know. don't know. And the uh, last one, Jakey Need. Oh, that goal at the end really the shat me off. It <laughs> shat you off. Why is that? Oh, come on, because then we... <laughs> did you hear the press conference where Ken's talking about, oh, good pressure, and he got a goal? Like, ah, Like, I'd watched the whole game. You spend the whole game, everybody <coughs> sees Jake Need. He's the trying to shepherd a guy twice his side on size unsuccessfully or out mark two key position backman or God knows what. Or, like I said, I mean, Jackson Trengo outroved him for the same ball that he was already failing to get, you know, and kicked a goal from it, I'm pretty sure. I got it to a guy on the goal square. I can't remember which. Hmm. Um, he, uh, yeah, he, he played a legitimately unproductive game. And then he got that goal in the end. Everyone got around him, which annoyed me because after Sam Pepper kicked his awesome goal, you know, he was sort of like, you know, I think there might have been a dog walked by that. Um, Jake Nita. Everyone gets around him, and that's it. That's it. And so he's in the team for the next five weeks, I guess. I don't know. On your needy. I'm going to say something controversial. I actually thought he played a pretty decent game. <sighs> Piss off, Macca. He did. I actually thought he played a pretty decent game. Um, what he did with the ball was a little bit rubbish. underwhelming at times. <laughs> it was rubbish. Um you got to be judged on what you do with the ball. You but, know, he's not a shutdown defender. But his defensive pressure and tackling <laughs> was exceptional. And we haven't had that all year up forward. We've not had it all year. Sam Gray can't tackle anyone. Um, he just runs around like a lost dog. At least Needy puts on actual pressure. And he forced quite a number of players into, uh, into mistakes. And there was one play, I think, in the... Would have been in the second quarter... Uh, early on where he beat uh, three opponents to win the bowl, which I thought was great as well. So, look, I wasn't expecting much from him at all. Uh, in terms of his uh, sort of statistical output, he probably matched what I thought he would do, that sort of like 10 and 1. Um, but I thought he was not too bad. He was a good sort of 6 out of 10 on the day, I reckon. No way. No. No, because, I mean, you, I don't know if we saw the same tackles because the tackles I remember watching, and I watched Nick Knee very closely because I knew we'd be talking about him. Um, no, he, he was he was putting, I guess the pressure he was putting on it, he was getting near a guy. But given, I mean, we'd already played Brisbane this year, and like, if we weren't doing that earlier this year, then why were they kicking so shit then too? Mm. You know, <laughs> it's not like how how... How, how good offensive pressure do you need to be doing to uh, unwrap to, to rattle nineteen year olds uh, when they're in the wooden spoon side? I I don't know. I don't know. As I said, when he was selected, <laughs> I wasn't happy. I was fully expecting to come into this podcast and just go, "Yep, we told you so." He was rubbish. Da da da. But I didn't feel that when watching the game. I didn't feel that at all. So I'm just going to call it as I see it. And I thought he was not too bad. I'm not saying he was great. I'm not saying he deserves to stay in the side for the rest of the season. But I think he played an okay game on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Which leads us to another okay player, Hamish Hartlett. Um, who Did I also play? thought was uh, a little bit better than the week before, which uh, sums it up, really, against uh, against poor opposition. Um, but he 
he looked a, a little bit more sort of comfortable, I guess you would say. I guess uh, he would be against the woods <laughs> against inside, wouldn't he? Forward line. And um, <laughs> you know, put his body on the line a little bit and uh, used the ball a bit better as well. Yeah. <laughs> Chad Wingard, wasn't it great to see him get amongst the goals again? It was, but I also felt like we... I don't know, like I, I like him I like him in his midfield role he's been doing. It was disappointing to see him not get the ball quite so often. Yeah. Well, look, there's probably your perfect replacement for Pollock, really. No. Why? No, I don't think so. Well, because the way Wingard plays, and I don't know if it's how he plays or the attention he gets, he always ends up having to be a lot more contested than Pollock does. Um, like Pollock actually manages to get separation. It's not because he's spaced, but because he's sort of manned up differently. But every time, like wherever he plays on the field, Chad Wingard's always got someone hanging off him. Um, oh, and I that's... disagree with that. I reckon he gets I'm not, free I'm not quite blaming a him for that. Oh, he gets free, but he's always having to fight to get free. Yeah. Whenever he's up, whenever he plays up the ground, I reckon he gets a lot of space. I don't reckon he gets. Oh no, I don't, I don't agree. Certainly not in the midfield role. Up forward, yeah, maybe a bit when we've got an empty forward line. But in the midfield role, I mean, he's just been constantly under pressure. Oh yeah, look, up forward, he basically has someone spooning him the whole game. But um, when through the midfield, I reckon. Uh, when he gets that chance and a handball comes on the outside, I reckon he usually gets pretty good separation and, and can have a good sort of run and a bounce and and deliver a pretty decent ball inside 50. So uh, it wouldn't surprise to see uh, Chatty Wingard moved back into the midfield again. And, uh, yeah, we'll see someone else replace Polek up forward. Yeah, look, I... I look, I, I want him playing in midfield, but I just don't see him being that person that will have that amount of time and space to make those smart calls and then dispose correctly like Pollock does and like Amon does usually mm. uh, he, he just won't never get that he won't be given that amount of time to do that um, good old yeah. Ryan <laughs> Ryan Pillar um, on the speaker chat he's loving my calls um, so far tonight he said wow I'm lost for words 6 out of 10 what the hell um, all that sort of stuff yeah, I think he was pretty keen on my hammer call as well, which was great. Um, so, yeah, I wonder if there's any other players that we can, um, <laughs> well, we can I mean, make I'm Ryan a bit happy. Macker, have you been tapped to take Darren Burgess's job? <laughs> <laughs> no chance. No chance. I'll be feeding the players fish and chips. That's, that's a problem in itself. Okay. <laughs> uh, Robbie Gray. Um, he could have had a real big day out. Again, but yeah. um, his poor kicking in front of goal, again, let himself down. Uh, two goals, four. Uh, really should have been at least four goals, you would think. But outside of his uh, poor finishing, I thought he was great. Yep. It's really, I mean, tried over this ground, so yes, I agree. Yeah. Uh, Sam Gray, um, I thought he, again, bad finishing in front of goal. One goal, three, once again. Uh, but that was oh, close to his best game of footy, I reckon. I was going to say, I was going to say, if you if you dare say that Jake needs better than Sam Gray this week, I'm just gonna my head's gonna explode. <laughs> no, nah, Sammy Gray was really good. I would have had him probably in the top three or four on ground. Okay, all right. I'm not. I look. I'm not saying. I'm, I'm not a Sam Gray champion, but he was all right. It would have been nice if he got those goals. It would have been nice. One day he's going to kick four or five. I can yeah, feel it in my bones. It might be at the Magpies, but it's going to happen at some point. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I felt like our defence really stood up pretty well. Um, okay. Once again, I thought they did a pretty decent job. Hipwood um, kicked a magical goal on the run, um, sort of following that boundary line and uh, made Tom Cleary uh, look a little bit silly. Um, but apart from that, I thought Cleary had a really good game. I thought Homsch was decent this week as well. And uh, we really stopped them from um, from dominating. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, they kind of did too. But, yeah, look, Cleary's our number one defender this year. I've, I've said that already, I think. so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I think he's just... He's done well. Family there. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Well, I didn't... Yeah, I, I think we've spoken about this as well. But I, I really didn't know what to expect from Cleary coming into this year. I thought... I didn't know if he was going to play many games. I, I still had Austin as probably my go-to fullback, but um, now the queries have to come over Austin. It's like, when is he going to get a chance? Is he going to get a chance? Or is he just sort of tradable? Look, for me, the query doesn't go on to Austin. It goes on to Homsch because we've got Houston that can play the role he does. Um, yeah, and, you know, we've already got Jonas who can do a little bit of that. So, and we've already got Hartlett loping around in the back line, sponging kicks wherever he can. Um, do we really, you know, what Homsch previously offered for us is that ability to be like the third tall backman where he could, yeah, probably mark a guy and do an okay job, but then also bring it back the other way. But he's not he's not the best in our side of doing that anymore by a long shot, really. Yeah. Um, so I think that, you know, we're looking at, again, not Austin, we're looking at Homsch in my view. Um, maybe being told, hey, you know, you might get better opportunities elsewhere. I'm not sure about better opportunities. Like, He'd be worth a lot on trade. Oof. Yeah, but it's not better opportunities, though, is he? Like, he's a lock in our 22. <laughs> oh, he's not, though. That's the thing. He's not. We're already saying we're going to put Trengo back because he could play. We've got Austin ready to go in the back lines. Like, <coughs> you know, for the health of yeah, the least. I, I can't see the club wanting to drop Homsch, though. That's the thing. Like, if they're going to drop anyone, it'll be someone else. It won't be Homsch. But it's not drop it. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm not saying delist him. I'm saying trade him at the end of the year. And I'm saying that, you know, if he has another game like last week's one, not so much this one, but then again, you know, wouldn't spoon her. Um, yeah, maybe he does get dropped. Maybe he does get dropped to the Santa Hill for a game or two because we've got I'd options. I'd be surprised if he does. He's he's our weakest tall backman now. Probably, but I'd still be surprised if he does. I'd be surprised too, for, for you know, good bloke reasons. But yeah. apart from that, you know, it's logical. Yeah. Uh, the captain, Travis Spoke. How did you see his game on the weekend? Eh, alright. I thought he was better than what uh, those on Big Footy are making. Like, there's a lot of people saying, again, he needs to be dropped, he should be sacked, he should be delisted, he should be beheaded, you know, all this sort of stuff. He made probably three really bad errors, um, but I thought the rest of his game wasn't too bad. For me, it's not about Boke being bad at his job that gets him dropped, but that he just is playing like a guy that's past it. Yeah, he's just slow. Like, he's lost, he's clearly lost a, a yard or two a pace, and that's yeah. really hurting him at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when we're trying to play him in some sort of outside role, uh, which he's probably not suited to, I don't think. He's not anymore, no. Six but years ago, statistically yeah. Statistically, still delivering. Like, there wouldn't be too many <laughs> flankers getting 22 touches and a goal a game on average. Like, he's still getting a lot of the ball, still kicking goals, still playing his part, I think. 
He's still getting midfield minutes though too. So True, but uh not as many as he used to by a long no, way. No, but that's not a ringman then, really. Like, we, we, we had this discussion too. We've had all these discussions, you know, that like bringing in a guy like Bill and Drew, like the boat crawl is exactly where you'd bring him in, yeah? Um, yep. So that's the thing. Like, do you, do you stick with Bokey so he can sort of hang out for the rest of the year or maybe even through next year as well? Or do you start saying, hey, look, we need that role to bloody young guy like we needed the Justin Westhoff role to bloody about 10,000 key position forwards in the past decade? Um, you know, what, what do you do? Hmm. So what do we, what do we do with Travis Boak? That's the big question. Well, I think it's well, clear this will be his last year as captain, and uh, that might free things up a little bit more. But um, what is he contracted for another two seasons? Um, yeah, like, I can't see him playing out time in the SNFL. Where, like, what's his best position going forward now? Transition to coaching. That's really like that's that look for me. I don't know how you do it. I don't know if he even can do it. And I know it's exactly the sort of thing that, you know, is one of those things that people at football clubs, they go, oh, I can't believe that Travis Boak was asked to retire, but he needs to be somehow asked to retire because I think that he's just at that point. Um, and if that means that we, for the next two years, he comes on as a development coach, that's cool, that's fine, all good. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be great for everyone involved because he'd still be involved in the club. You'd still have his leadership influence, even if it's not on the field. Uh, and you'd be able to give those midfield minutes to like a Willem Drew or an Atley or whoever else. Um, I, I, think I still if... think he's playing a lot better than what people give him credit for, but he's yeah, a little but... bit out of form, but he's not at disaster level. He's not at disaster level, but he's the captain of the club, and I don't, I don't want him to get to disaster level. Yeah, oh, I, I like Trav. I like Trav. He's a longer-serving AFL captain. I don't want it to get to the point where we are all legitimately banged for his blood. Mm. <laughs> True. That's that's a fair call, I guess, as well. Um, well, that's probably it, unless you've got uh, anything else to add. Uh, let's see, quick scan. Brad Ebert played a really good game. Yeah. Again? I didn't feel like it was his best game, but it was certainly consistent for the season. Yeah, absolutely. Look, there's really not a lot else to talk about as far as players, except... You know, Ryder was um, dominant in the ruck. I was going to say, the, the question left is Paddy Ryder, and you know the question from earlier is, like, do we bring another ruck? Yes, we've got to do it. You know, do we bring another key forward? It's an option for um, uh, Dixon. Yeah, we got we should do that too. So it's just going to keep being a question until we do it or we get an injury. See, that's the sort of game I expect from Ryder just about every week. You know, 11 yeah, touches, 4 absolutely. marks, a couple goals, 40 hit-outs. I don't expect 40 hit-outs every week, but... No. Um, no. You know, that sort of play around the ground to go with his ruck work as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, he put in a really good game. It, it just scares the shit out of me that there's no one behind him. <laughs> <laughs> there is. We just don't like him. That's all. Who? We all like Frampton. Oh, we going that path, are we? We're pretending <laughs> well, I mean... he doesn't exist now. Who? I don't even know who you're talking the about. The big ginger elephant uh, in the room. Oh, no, no, I thought Prince Harry was uh, marrying Meghan Markle. (laughs) Well played, well played. (laughs) Uh, Let's move on and talk about the SANFL. Uh, Port played Sturt at uh, Unley and lost by 32 points, 9 goals 6 to 14 goals 8. Brett Eddy kicked 6 of the 9 goals, which was a, a good performance from him and he was also the only multiple goal kicker. That seems low scoring. Why was it low scoring? I don't know. It was it was 
not too nice in the morning, um, but it did clear up in the afternoon, and it was actually quite a nice day throughout the afternoon. But um, I don't know. I think Sturt just played quite defensively. Like we, we just um, got beaten at the ball uh, far too much, to be honest. And you know, we we won the hit outs thirty nine twenty three, but we had something like sixty or seventy less disposals. So uh, we just couldn't keep hold of the ball this week uh, for whatever reason. How did our midfielders do then? Oh, not great, to be honest. Not too great. Like, Atley only had the 12 touches. Uh, Drew had 15. Uh, so that's probably their quietest games for the year. Uh, okay. Or at least for, for the last sort of four or five weeks. Uh, Snelling only had the 12 as well. Um, as I mentioned, we played Frampton at centre-half back. Um, was, that a part, was that maybe a part of it? Maybe. Quite possibly. I mean, Loby had thirty-three hitouts, but yeah, but Loby again, like we're we're just trying to we're we're trying to play three ruckmen, which just doesn't work most weeks. Yeah. And um, yeah, it probably didn't work this week as well. Dougal Howard, after his eight goals, he um, followed that up with uh, seven touches, five marks, and uh, zero goals, one. So that was uh, that was a bit underwhelming. Okay. So I'm not sure what that means for him. Um, Obviously, he needs a bit more time. Uh, Tom Marshall, he was quiet as well. He didn't. He, he went scoreless. He took four marks. Jesse Palmer was probably our best player. Uh, he had 23 touches and nine marks, four inside 50. So he's just delivering week in, week out now. And um, surely his chance, his chance must come pretty soon. Yeah, well, I mean, it might come this week. I guess he'd be in the in the um, in for consideration, I suppose. But. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I mean, what you're talking about, like, as soon as you said defensive in midfield, then, like, key forwards aren't going to kick a lot of goals. Um, your, your guy that can take the ball from midfield and kick goals is probably going to play pretty well. So it just sounds like it's kind of played out like you'd expect. Yeah. Mm. That's it. Uh, Jasper Pittard had uh, 23 touches, 5 marks, and 7 rebounds, 50. He might be an option on the wing as well. He's played there in the past and done very well at it. Not this year. Not this year and not probably last year either, but um, the few times he's played there at AFL level previously, I reckon that's been just about his best footy. Yeah, but he's so far off that. Like, he's hugely off the boil. Oh, he's badly he? out of form. Like, but... enormously. Like, not even jokingly. Yeah. Hmm. Not even... Not even... Not even was... just like, oh, wow, gosh, he's not doing as well. He's just, he's just really out of it. And he's not producing anywhere near the creative play he used to do. That's the real issue. But I I see us trying to fit him back into the side, if not this week, then certainly in the next couple. Um, you know, I, I can't see him playing SNFL for the next sort of four or six weeks or something silly like that. We don't need him. If he's not, if he's not playing as well as he has played in previous years, we don't actually need him right now. We don't. Yep. Riley Bonner, the the forgotten man. He uh, he was pretty decent across halfback as well. Twenty two touches, nine marks. Um, that was his best game for a while, I guess. Um, so yeah, he might. Uh, I'd, I'd still like to see what he can do at AFL level this year. Um, I doubt he's going to get the chance though. How's the creativity of his disposal though? Like, is he doing what Jasper Pittard used to do, or is he doing what Jasper Pittard does now? No, he's. He's decent at SANFL level, like because he's got a bit more time to sort of uh, work things out and dispose of the ball. But um, 
I think he's going to be the sort of player that we just need to put into the AFL team and give him four or six weeks and just see what he can do. Um, just to see if he can get up to speed. Because we all know he sort of shut the bed a little bit in the preseason. Um, but I think he's a hell of a lot better than that. And he's got a lot of potential to be a very, very good player at AFL level. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was just, it was, it was so jarring in the preseason for a guy that we all thought was going to be a skilled player to do what he did. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he really looked like a guy fresh from Ireland, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. He looked he looked like he'd never touched the ball before. But yeah. as I said, maybe maybe the pressure got to him a little bit too much in the preseason. But uh, yeah, you never know. As I said, I, I still want to see what he can do this year. Um, but I doubt he'll get the chance, I think, next year. Um, next year will be his year for sure. Next year will be his make or break year, yeah, for definitely. Yeah. Matty White, uh, who's obviously in contention for that wing spot, he had uh, six touches and a goal. So, yeah, really delivering on form there uh, to come back in. Yeah, look, I mean, this is... I, I, I'm not going to bag us if we bring in White this week, for sure, because this is exactly when we should be talking about bringing in White, mm. which is the when Amon and Pollock are out. Yeah, that, that's exactly when the discussion should be happening, not when we're riding high and we've just named him for no apparent reason. Um, but yeah. Yep, that's right. Mm. That's it. I've been advised on Spreaker Chat to plug the front bar this week, which was uh, tomorrow night at eight o'clock. So um, I'm plugging it. I don't know. Is this? The, oh, it's the butcher one. It's the butcher. Yes. We've got Johnny Butcher on. Johnny Butcher so, yeah, is on. Do you want to? If you want to hear some butcher madness, tune in for the Alberton front bar on uh, Spreaker tomorrow at eight p.m. SA time. It'll be. Uh, oh, I'm gonna listen to that. It'd be quite good, I reckon. I'm always up good for on, some butcher madness. Good on Butch. Oh, what a gun. Yeah, I reckon. He's the only Central's player I've ever liked. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, yep. That's a good call. I like that call. Except for Stewie G. Yeah. I didn't mind Johnny Platten. He was pretty good. Yeah, I can pass on Johnny Platten. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. I was always a Rudy man to make a kind of guy. <laughs> good, eh? Good stuff. Socks down. Ugly as all hell, but uh, very effective full forward. Yep, no, that's true enough. Mm. Mm. Righto. Well, that's it for this evening. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me on, Macca. And we will uh, chat once again on Thursday. Excellent. Excellent. Good Excellent. Stuff. Until mm. then, can the pair. Can the power. And watch out. Gets the ball across towards a teammate. Ritz hand pass though, slapped and now needs away. Everything falling into place. Need the beneficiary running down towards the 50. Lines up, vacant goal square. How about this? This is breathtaking. <laughs>